0: Welcome to the Respect the Hustle podcast, hosted by the nursing students at Mount Royal University. My name is Ashley Higginson, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a second year nursing student. I wanted to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 7 land, and we're excited that you guys are here with us today. The Respect the Hustle podcast is student driven journalism that examines what issues are affecting our community. The series looks at what we are gaining and losing by committing to the hustle lifestyle. So we intend the series to be conversational-based, informal, and all about our experience and insights in our community. And I'm joined today by Samson Olson and Lisa Antichow to discuss food insecurity and how students can navigate it. So thank you both for joining me today. Samson, can you start off by telling us your pronouns and what program and year you're in?
1: Yeah, so my name is Samson Olson. I'm currently in... Arts trying to transfer into physical literacy next semester. I play for the Mount Royal Men's volleyball team in addition to that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And Lisa, can you tell us your pronouns and explain sort of the programs you run and how you work with food insecurity?
2: Sure. So my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the support services manager with the Students Association here on campus. And so I'm um, focused on food and financial services programs for the students. So some of our food programs are our free breakfast program. We have five satellite pantries or care cupboards set up around campus that I oversee the operation of. We also have a main campus food bank or a care cupboard that we operate out of our peer support center. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right. So let's dive right in. Health Canada started including food insecurity in their Canadian Community Health Survey in 2005. So they define this as the inability to acquire or consume an adequate diet, quality, or sufficient quantity of food, or the uncertainty of being able to do so. So this just really means that people aren't getting enough food, or they aren't getting food that's healthy enough for them. So we see evidence of this all around, from the inflation of food costs, the price and the shelf life differences between organic and processed foods. And for university students, it is that much harder to get your hands on nutritious food on a limited budget. Especially when McDonald's has a tempting dollar menu, and buying a package of ramen can be as cheap as 50 cents. So I know I have skipped a couple of lunches for sure to save on money or just had a granola bar as a meal. But uh, what about you, Samson? Have you, what is your go-to broke
1: meal? My go-to broke meal would often be stuff I can get at Costco or Superstore in, in a mass size. I'm a big cereal guy, try to mix them around. But for me, cereal can usually make me not be full for a long time, but it's so good and it's so easy and easy to consume that's why that's that's usually my go-to meal when i'm on a budget or don't have a lot of time on my hands
0: yeah no that's definitely uh, an easy one for a lot of us for sure definitely before school and everything and food insecurity is really prevalent among university students there was a survey conducted here at mount royal last year that reported over 40 percent of students experience food insecurity and there are many contributing factors from not having enough money not enough time to cook or not feeling confident in your cooking skills so microwaving a pizza pop can kind of feel like the easiest option sometimes. So Samson, what has food insecurity looked like in your life, or have you had to sacrifice any things to be able to afford
1: food? So for me as an athlete, I always want to be at the peak of my performance, which uh, makes me have to take plan out my days way better. I usually head out of the head out of my dorm at eight a.m. and don't usually come back until seven p.m. So my meals are usually pre-made meals and I have to be efficient with it because if I don't have enough protein carbs uh, throughout the day, my practices and my performance in both school and uh, th- athletically will go, go down a bunch. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And what kind of impact do you think that this has had on you?
1: It's definitely made me better as a cook. Before I lived at home with my parents, they made pretty much all the meals so i've I've gained a lot of experience in making my own meals and actually figuring out what my body likes and what i what I care to do with my own body, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I get that, and as a student, there's definitely that constant battle between eating what's convenient and then eating what is healthy, so this year, I've definitely noticed more advertising and talk about food cupboards, and I was wondering if Lisa, you could tell us a little bit about the food cupboard program and what it's all about, yeah,
2: sure, so. We have five locations or five of these cupboards set up around campus. And so what they are, they, we got some custom-made units. So they have TVs on the top for advertising, and then they consist of a microwave, a mini fridge, and then a pantry, where, which we stock with food. So in the fridges, we'll have things like fresh fresh fruit. We'll have yogurt and cheese. And then within the, the dry cupboards, we'll have like granola bars, some fruit snacks some fruit cups and then we also put some some hygiene items in there as well. Yeah, and I, like I said, five locations across campus and we put them in sort of higher traffic areas where people could see them. So there's one in the library, one in EA, EB, one on the second floor of the B wing and then one
0: beside recreation. Awesome, and what was the idea behind the creation of this program?
2: Yeah, so, well, we've been doing food security programs or like food programs for many, many years. Like our free breakfast program has been around for like well over a decade. So just trying to, you know, build on programs we were already doing, and then recognizing that there was a need for students to get more food. And so just thinking of how can we build on what we're already doing? And how can we meet students where they're at, as opposed to having them come to us? There was a a research paper done just before COVID by one of the instructors here at Mount Royal. And they did research into food insecurity. And at that time, we had been sort of working with that professor, taking the inform or the instructor, taking that information, seeing what we could do with it, and then COVID hit. And so, you know, they had to sort of step away. And then we just took the ideas that that we're already building. And then that's sort of where the idea for the care coverage came from.
0: Oh, great. And since you've been here at Mount Royal, have you seen any changes in the demand for these services within the student body? Well, truthfully, my time
2: in this role has been limited. Like I've worked here a long time, but in different departments of the Students Association. But in my, you know, year, year and a half being in my current role, we have seen demand. The other thing though is too, is that last year students were not all on campus, right? So, but yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of growth in, or sorry, a lot of demand for like our free breakfast program, for example, even when we compare the data to previous, uh, like to pre-COVID years. We've definitely seen an increase there where we're serving. We could be serving up to a couple hundred students a day in that program.
0: Wow. Well, it's great that we have this program here. I know that food insecurity takes a huge toll on students, everything from their mental health, their physical health, and their ability to focus and perform well at school. And uh, from a survey that we actually did here at Mount Royal, one in three students reported that they cut the size of their meal or skipped a meal because they didn't have enough money for food. So Samson, now that we have talked a little bit about more of the mechanical side of the food insecurity, I want to know about the social side. Have you seen any stigmas that go along with food insecurity or anything you've had to deal with?
1: What do you mean by stigmas?
0: So like felt judged or anything for not being able to afford food or meals that you've eaten?
1: Well, yeah, I can actually touch on those cupboards because speaking speaking as an athlete, We've loved those cupboards, and some guys have been accused of, you know, taking too many. Why are you taking three yogurts instead of one? And why are you taking two granola bars instead of one? And you know, some guys are calling them cheap and whatnot. But for me, especially, it's been very nice if I'm if I'm hungry right before practice, just being able to grab a granola bar. But it's definitely been been kind of a stigma grabbing too many of those and trying to not not act. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know it's uh, many people kind of feel stigmatized if they feel like they can't afford food or if their friends can go out and eat, but they're like kind of feeling a bit tight on finances. So on the other side of it, what skills have you learned from having to deal with this?
1: Well, to be honest, it's it's been very helping to plan the meals better because you don't always know if they're going to be filled up the cupboards. So if you don't have enough food, you're going to suffer. <laughs> suffer at practice with low energy levels and they've become a big savior, but you really do realize those days that you can grab one of those granola bars right before practice, the energy boost that actually gives you, and that gives kind of an insecurity the following days when I don't plan ahead and I'm just uh, walking around school in the a.m. wondering if I'm going to be exhausted at practice today or not, and and on the school bench as well because you got to participate in in classes and it 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 drains if you're not if you're not up for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I feel like a lot of students are facing challenges like this and not talking about it enough. I mean, university is very expensive and it can be really time consuming. So the reality for a lot of students is they just don't have very much money or they're working really hard and they feel like they don't have a lot of time to prepare for meals. For me, I know it's always kind of a bit more embarrassing. My friends want to go out for dinner and I'm like, I'd rather save some money right now. So that being said, Lisa, are there any programs at the school other than the food cupboards that people can take advantage of? Like to help with food insecurity?
2: Yeah. So I mentioned we have our free breakfast program and there's no screening process for that. Just like the care cupboards, like it's barrier free. Anybody can come and access that. So Monday through Friday from 845 until about 11, we have fruit and yogurt and pastry set up in our peer support center that anyone can access. We also get a weekly donation from Cobb's Bread. So we have we have bread available in the peer support center um, that people can can take throughout the week. We also incorporate those past- the pastries we get from them in our free breakfast program. We have a main care cupboard in our peer support center. Think of it like a campus food bank that students can access after they fill out a, a simple intake form. And then we have emergency student funds. So we have an emergency student loan program. So if students don't have access to money for, for essentials, they can apply to get an emergency student loan. Um, and I should also mention we can make referrals to the Calgary Food Bank. If people need that. Oh, and actually, one more program we have that we administer more so out of our reception area. It's called Good Food Box. And it's not the pre made meal kits like people think of, it's actually boxes of fresh produce that students can get at a low cost that are delivered once a month.
0: Yeah, those are all great programs. I actually personally picked up my Good Food Box yesterday. Oh, great. Uh, I got the 25 pound box of produce for $25, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And everything looked great. I'm excited to use all of that. And at such a great price, because I was trying to calculate it all. And I think that to buy that stuff at the store would have cost me at least $50. Yeah, most likely. So, no, those are all great programs. So can either of you tell me about a personal experience or a story about how you faced in food insecurity or anything that you've seen regarding food insecurity? Well, I can mention...
2: Just another food program that we offer. Not quite on point with your question, but I can talk about some of the food pro- programming we do during our Stressless program, which runs during, it runs each semester during the first week of exams. So, yeah, so it's called Stressless, and there's different components to it and different activities to help students de stress. So, we'll have a puppy room, we'll have plant giveaway crafts, but one component um, involves food. And so, we'll have a food cart, and we'll either push it around campus. And hand out snacks to students or we'll set up in a, a specific location and students can come to us and they can come and grab grab snacks because exams is, is another time when students, even if they are food secure, they might might not be eating due to the stress of exams or just, and just being busy and overwhelmed with that. So that's another way we try to support students with food programming.
0: Great. And what about you, Samson?
1: So when I came here, this is my first year at MRU, I decided I really want to go hard at it for this volleyball thing. Uh, I really want to accomplish my goals and For me to accomplish my peak performance, I really wanted to gain more muscle and lose more fat, kind of like unnecessary fat that's just limiting my jump height kind of thing. And for me, as a guy that has lived at home my whole life, I didn't really know the chemical breakdown and the science behind how this stuff works, like is it even possible going up in muscle weight and going down in fat at the same time? So... It was pretty for me in the beginning, I was kind of insecure in the way that what should I eat? What are good sources? Because I've been, you know, fed my whole life, don't really know everything and the macronutrients of what I eat. So that was definitely hard in the beginning, finding out which foods were good, which foods were bad. And you have all these stigmas coming around, right? I bring some meals, like a, a toast with peanut butter in the gym together with the guys. And they're like, whoa, whoa, you're eating peanut butter, so much fat. in that. And I was like, whoa, hadn't even, hadn't even thought of that it was a fatty food, right? I always thought about those kinds of stuff as protein sources. So definitely not knowing, knowing your goals, but not knowing how to accomplish those goals has, been, has, has led to insecurity uh, for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of university students are kind of facing that too. There's so much information out there about what's healthy, what's not healthy. It's like, who do I listen to? What sources are really reputable? And it honestly takes a lot of time to kind of get that food knowledge and knowing how to eat for yourself and what foods are truly healthy, what diet should you stick with to accomplish your goals. And so the last question that I do have here is for both of you, if you could give advice to someone going through this right now who is listening, what would it be?
2: Someone that's going through food insecurity? Mm -hmm. I would say just know that there are resources available for you on campus, and don't be afraid to seek them out. I know, like you talked about, you know, students feeling maybe stigmatized, you know, about accessing food resources, but just know that you're not the only person out there who might be struggling. So don't be afraid. That's why we have these programs, is to help people, to help students. So please use them if you need them. Yeah, don't
0: starve. Come and get food. <laughs> and Samson, do you have any advice for students?
1: My advice would be to have meals and plan out meals together with other people. Because I, I think sometimes it's, it's not too fun eating meals alone. And you kind of always have to seek to some entertainment uh, at the same time, like your TV uh, or sitting on your phone while you eat. I think it's very healthy. And I've enjoyed that myself when I plan out meals together with other people. And that you can sit there and actually have a conversation and enjoy your meal together instead of sitting alone and just thinking about your food, the food that you're eating.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, those are both great. All right. Well, I just wanted to say a special thank you to both Samson and Lisa for joining us today on our discussion about food insecurity. You've been listening to the Respect the Hustle podcast, and thanks for tuning in. The Respect the Hustle podcast is run by nursing students at Mount Royal University. You can find us online at livewell.buzzsprout.com. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about food insecurity or our other podcast topics, feel free to check out the links in the episode bio for our website. And if you're going through food insecurity, know that you are not alone and there are resources both here and on campus and in the community. This series is produced by Jesse Bach with support from the Community Podcast Initiative. Thanks to artist Seth Makes Music for our theme. I am Ashley and thanks for listening.